Hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a firecracker, Isabel Fortin, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who this firecracker is because tonight you're going to have some TNT today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this segment. Isabel Fortin is a dedicated mindset facilitator, entrepreneur, and public speaker. Inspires others through Izzy Fortin Coaching. A childhood marked by loss taught her early resilience, which was further owned during her service in the Canadian Air Force and a 23-year massage therapy career. In 2009, she began using these experiences to help others align their careers and their true selves, fostering personal growth and self-awareness. A passionate dancer, she finds joy and self-expression in rhythm. An engaging public speaker, she shares her compelling life lessons at conferences and workshops, currently writing her first book, Her motto, don't sweat the pretty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. Mm, I like that. And which reflects her calm and focused approach to life. Isabel isn't just a mindset facilitator. She's a beacon of determination, guiding others towards unlocking their potential and living purposeful lives. So if you're ready to go on a purposeful living journey in this segment, buckle up and let's go for a ride with Isabel Forden. Come on down. Hi. <laughs> That's uh it's really strange to hear your bio being read back to you. It's really odd. It's like, oh my God, yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm that. Oh yeah, goodness. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's really, that was a strange experience for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's always good to, you know, give ourselves flowers while they can bloom and just to celebrate our milestones. And on that note, I want to allow you the experience to connect with the audience in a fun and personal manner. So are you interested in a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker? No, I was looking forward to the rapid 10 question game. Okay, here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Isabel and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. What's one word to describe you? Authentic. Question number two. Favorite color? Uh, purple, as you can tell by my hair. Purple rain. (laughs) And I love Prince too. (laughs) Question three. The vibes are nice. You're cruising down in your vehicle and you're jamming out. What are you jamming to? Life is a highway. Of course, life is a highway. I'm not a singer, y'all, but (laughs) that's okay. Hey, you 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 did uh, you did good. Question four, if you had 72 hours to trade places with anyone, past or present, would you trade places or remain yourself? No, I would remain myself. Okay, question five, name one thing that you have done in your life that was crazy and exhilarating, but it built your character. Uh, I propelled out of a helicopter. Okay. 50, yeah, 50 feet from the ground. Yeah, that was a military exercise. And for some strange reason, it wasn't even, um, it wasn't the 
ended of us. They were literally asking for volunteers. And I think I my first I was the first one to raise my hand. Uh, really, really, really high. Yep. Question six. If you had the opportunity to redo any any part of your life, would you? No. Question seven. Name one thing that you wish you have. No, name one thing that you wish you could have, but you don't have it right now. My mother. Oh, I like that. Question eight. What is your favorite food or cuisine? Uh, favorite food is chicken. Cooked anyway. Mm, like that. Question nine. Do you speak any other languages? Français. Yes, I'm, my mother tongue is French. French. Okay. Let me practice. Parlez-vous? No, that's easy. Parlez-vous français? Or... <laughs> oui. <laughs> so can you teach us one thing in in French that you think everyone should know whenever they're visiting somewhere in France or a French-speaking country? Merci. Merci, which yes. means thank you, right? That's right. Nice. And how do you say you're welcome? Uh, de rien. Ou bienvenue. Yes. Oh, hold on. That's a lot harder. Say that one more time slowly. <laughs> Bienvenue is is welcome, but it 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 cannot be. It's like it's the same thing in English. You can welcome people, and you can say welcome as in you're welcome, and it's the same thing in French. In French, you can say vous êtes les bienvenus, so you guys are welcome, or you can say bienvenue as in you're welcome. Oh wow! So guys, I'm gonna try this. Okay, one more time. Bienvenue. Bienvenue. It's close. Okay. Yeah, so it's very close. I hope you all learned that. So whenever you're visiting a French-speaking country, you could say thank you, merci, or bienvenue. That's and right. now you say you're welcome. And all of a sudden, the tears are rolling, y'all. So <laughs> now, question 10. It is our pass or play question, and here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed, and you could ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. Uh, here. No, oh, don't cry. Uh, no, no, I'll take the question. Okay. Last question. You said if you could have anything, you would have your mother. And I think that made me choke up because if I could have anything, I would have my dad, which he is the reason why I started this podcast. Mm -hmm. So what is one thing that your mother imparted into you that you've taken with you on this lifelong journey? My mother was naturally unapologetically who she was. I love that. I think that's the that's the biggest life lesson I took from her. It took me a while to learn it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the number one lesson I got from her. And you know why I said I love the fact that you said your mother was naturally unapologetically her is because the work that you're doing encompasses you helping people become unapologetically them by holding true to who they are inwardly as well as outwardly. And sometimes people don't get that until later on in life. So you go on living life in the shadows of other people or assuming identities of what you think 
is acceptable, but then a little bit of you is dying inside because you know you're meant to emerge, but you're just not there yet. And I'm going to pause there, y'all, because we've just concluded rapid fire. And now we're going into the work that Isabel is doing. And it ties ties into that because I want to ask you this question. And it's not just for you, Isabel, but it's also for those of you that are listening How many times have you wanted to do something, but you allowed your subconscious limiting beliefs to keep you in park versus shifting into drive? Oh, too many times to count. And do you think? Not anymore, but (laughs) up up till late 30s. Yeah, way too many times to count. And why do you feel that was, Isabel? Um, Excuse me. Well, that's that's a little bit of my life story. It's the fact that I was five when my mother passed away and she was only 36. And my small brain of a five-year-old kind of understood that it was my job to live her life. And nobody imposed that on me. That was kind of the 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 pattern that I developed for myself as a coping mechanism and it took me a long time it took me 32 years so not until i outlived her and i turned 37 did i realize that that's what i was doing and i wasn't living my life but i was trying to live hers so that's the reason i joined the canadian air force is because she had served and for me it wasn't even a question as soon as i got out of high school of course i was going to join the military because that's what she did and it took me a while and I wanted to be married and I wanted children and I wanted all of these things because that's the path she had chosen for herself. And plus, you know, she got married in 1965. I think that that's pretty much what everybody would do. It took me a while to, and, and a lot of despair and a lot of being angry and, and bitter and uncomfortable to realize that that's what I was doing. And it wasn't until... I went to see a psychologist and and I worked on myself and I took um, time to reflect and grow my self-awareness and and with self-awareness took came self-esteem and came self-care and came self-love and came you know that's it starts with self-awareness. So it's, yeah, that's, that's why I did that for a long, long time. And thank God I don't do that anymore, but I've been there. And I like the fact that you elaborated on that because it was like the connection to your mother and you trying to pick up the pieces where she left off and trying to fill that void because that allowed you to be somewhat connected to your mother within a mental space as well as a physical space. It allowed you to go through these processes over and over, but then you personally hit a point in your life where you realize, hey, I need to seek out help. And asking for help, y'all, is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength because you realize there's something more to you than just assuming and living out the identity that your mother never truly got to fulfill. Yeah, and the other thing with with limiting beliefs and with self-awareness and all that good stuff is that the mind that creates the problem is rarely the mind that 
that realizes what the problem is because we created that pattern. And of course, you have when you realize that you've done that to yourself, and we all do it, we all do it. And I've done it since on other subjects. But you need the outside eye to just, it's, I, I usually, with my client, I usually say, I'm, I'm just the light and I'm going to point the light in a direction and we're going to go see where where's behind door number one. Because when you're sitting in the dark and you, you're looking at a, you know, dark wall and you don't know that, that the door even exists, right? So that's why you work with a coach or a psychologist or a therapist or whatever that, whatever you're comfortable with and whatever the problem is, because coaches are great, but we're not psychologists. Mm -hmm. And some of them pretend that they are, and that's not okay, but it's, you know, whether it's a life coach, a mindset coach or whatever, that doesn't matter, but we're not psychologists. We're not, we are trained in, in other areas, but if you're suffering from mental health, Maybe a psychologist, a psychiatrist is what you need and not a coach. Yeah. But And when we realize that we've created these patterns for ourselves, we have a tendency on being hard on ourselves and saying, geez, I did that and I created that. And that made me suffer for, in my case, over three decades. But you have to give yourself grace because when you created the pattern, it was a way to cope with a bad situation. In my case, it was a way to overcome trauma. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is for most people. There's something traumatic and your brain starts to make connections and it says, okay, well, we're going to make it this way because it's easier for us to, to deal with it. And so I think, you have, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. And I think sometimes whenever people uh, <clears throat> suffer from childhood trauma, they put on a facade and they mask certain emotions because they don't want to be perceived certain ways by external people or they don't want to be, you know, validated in a certain aspect. So they begin to suppress certain emotions that are surrounded with those childhood traumas. And before they know it, they have already conjured up this new belief, not really realizing that they haven't dealt specifically with that childhood trauma to understand the underlying causes, um, the root cause analysis, so the RCA of what was that, what was that trauma, what stemmed from that trauma, what are you carrying from that trauma, and are those things that you're carrying from the trauma leading you to limiting beliefs, leading you not to have any boundaries in your life, leading you to IS, imposter syndrome, and all these other things that stem off of that. And if we don't take a step back to reassess, realign, and refocus, then we're going to keep going down this path. And before we know it, some people hit that point of self-destruction because they never took time to pause and reflect and do the work inside until it's too late. And then when it's too late, you have damaged relationships, you have damaged confidence, you lose a sense of who you are because you've assumed the identity of who you aren't and so many other things. And I wanted to take time to kind of highlight that there, Isabel, so they could 
key into this part of the conversation and know that we've all been there. We may Mm -hmm. not necessarily have the same thing that Isabel went through or the same thing that Genesis went through, but you may have your own story that you need to unpack. And we're here to be a conduit to help you unpack that and help you realize certain things. So you don't have to spend countless time, years, hours, months going through this. If we could give you a little bit of blueprint to help you unlock those things. Amen. Yes, that that, you're exactly right. And the thing that that most people, I think it's getting better now, but most people are afraid to hire a coach or, and they give the money excuse. And I understand some people, it, it is an excuse. It is not an excuse. It's an actual fact in their life. But for most of them, it's an excuse because they'll pay for Netflix and Prime and Disney Channel and Hulu and all of them, but they won't go see a coach or hire a coach. And it's okay because going inside and doing that dirty job, because sometimes it is a dirty job, isn't sexy. It really isn't. And it's work. And there there are coaches out there that, you know, they're just going to take you by the hand and guide you through and, and put up, I don't like that word, but put up, quote unquote, put up with the fact that you're not actually doing the job or doing the work on yourself. I'm certainly not one of those. If you're not, you know, hire somebody else. If you don't, if you're not willing to do what's necessary, because I take what comes after, I take that to heart and I want people to be who they are and use their God-given talent to just be as happy as they possibly can and be forgiving of the pattern that they created because they needed it. But sometimes once it's done, it's job, it's time to let go, put that shit in the past and just move forward. That doesn't mean you forget. It means you carry the lesson and you move forward yes. in gratitude and in grace. Absolutely. And I would say, y'all, I've had a coach and I've invested in a coach because investing in a coach is investing in myself. And if I say I want to help within the coaching ram and coach people, um, it takes it takes a great coach to have a coach of his or her own. So since I did do coaching work and I still do it, do it too, if people reach out to me, then I also need to face quote unquote my inner self in order for me to show up whole and complete because it becomes a partnership. When you partner with myself or when you partner with Isabella, we're doing this together. So you're gonna get out of it what you put in and we're not going to spoon feed you and tell you what you want to hear sometimes the job of a coach is to tell you the ugly stuff because it's the ugly stuff and the hard stuff that is going to help you get off your behind and make a move or bust a move and it's not always pretty and there were times where you know personally speaking my coach he was a man but I needed I needed a man at that time versus a woman coach he said Genesis, I know you probably want to tell me shut the F up. And I said, yeah, you're right. I do. But I'm not going to because I know what you're giving me is a hard truth. And with tears bawling down my eyes, it was something that I needed to hear in order to get off my hiney and get that baseball bat, metaphorically speaking, and hit the hell out of that ball to make a home run because I have things I want to do. And I'm not going to get there by someone who's going to do this cookie cutter, feel good 
pat on the back, let me give you a hug type of wishy-washy BS. I need somebody that's going to help me get off my ass. And I'm going to say ass y'all here and do the damn thing because that's what you need. And I want to kick into the gear of boundaries, Isabel, because you help people set boundaries and boundaries are not just for ourselves, but it's also for those who are in our lives, because just like they have boundaries for us, we should have boundaries for, for them too. And it's a respect factor. Boundaries is my favorite word in any languages. It's the, for me, it is the ultimate kind of self-care. And I usually use the fact that I don't drink alcohol. I'm I'm not in AA. I've never had a drinking problem. I just don't drink alcohol. And I use that example because it's really easy to understand. If I'm invited at your house and I don't tell you that I don't drink alcohol, you're going to, you know, offer me a glass of wine and then I'm going to politely decline. And then you're going to, you know, a little later on, because you're being a good hostess, you're going to say, you sure, Isabel, you don't want a glass of wine and I'm going to politely decline. And then you're maybe we're, we're having a cocktail. We had cocktails before, or we're having digestives after, and you're still offering me alcohol. And in my mind, I'm getting irritated because I've declined the alcohol. Right. So if instead the first time you offer me alcohol, I say, you know what, hon, thank you very much, but I'm going to stick to water. Or if you have sparkling water, I'll have that because I don't drink alcohol. Well, if you have any kind of respect for me, which I know you would, you were, you are going to stop offering me alcohol and I'm not going to get irritated. And I'm going to have a great evening because I don't have to politely and fake my politeness because I'm getting irritated. You're just going to respect my boundaries and that's going to be the end of that. So take, apply that to anything else. If I offer you a beautiful evening gown and I've paid $7,000 for it, but it isn't your size. What are you going to do? Well, you can't take it. It's not your size. Even though the dress is gorgeous and I spent a lot of money on it, it is still not the right dress for you. So that's what boundaries does, is taking what is right for yourself. And that is the ultimate self-care, self-love, self-everything. Because it shows you right away who is respecting you in your life and who isn't. And if they're not respecting their boundaries and you keep them around, well, you know, maybe you're looking for a bosom. Mm, wow. Met- metaphorically, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line from the from the um the movie Grease, by the way. You're looking for a bosom. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> And, and I like the way that you frame that up, Isabel. And the reason why is because setting boundaries is a sign of how we choose to respect ourselves and how we choose to put those boundaries in place. Because when we have boundaries, it's going to help us, you know, have that joy in our life because if we do something that's outside of our character and outside of our boundaries we're not going to feel good and then wherever you are whether you're in a 
relationship, whether you're at work, whether you're at a function or whatnot, you're not going to enjoy yourself because your boundaries have been taken for granted. Your boundaries have not been followed and you feel disrespected versus respected. And then you're going to have these emotions inside that are conjured up. And before you know it, it's not going to end well. Well, so if you just put those boundaries up front in the beginning and that person is either going to respect them, follow suit and get in line or they're not and you're just going to get out of line or exit stage left, stage right to keep yourself from being in a situation that is not conducive for you and your well-being, whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally or spiritually. And you're you're rightfully able to do so because your boundaries have not been taken seriously and there's no disrespect sorry go ahead no no no. and I want to say and there's no disrespect for you getting out of that situation when you have already expressed what your boundaries were and I was just gonna add and and boundaries should be in every aspect of your life you're entitled to tell your employers this is something I don't do or this this is not something I'm willing to do of course, in some cases, it it might create a little bit of trouble, but, you know, punctual prob- trouble, like like something that's just here and now is worth it if you're going to respect yourself. Because if you don't respect yourself, nobody will. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And I'm going to throw you an audible, um, Isabel, because we talked about boundaries. We talked a little bit about self-love, self-awareness, and then most importantly, just who we are at the core and just doing the work to get rid of those limiting beliefs. Is there anything else we haven't talked about around that that you want to share with the audience before we jump into the call to action? Hmm. Um, well, it sums it up. Just that mindset is the foundation of everything in your life because life is not supposed to be something that happens to you it's supposed to be something that happens for you but if you focus all your energy your time your resources on on looking at your problems and and not looking at the solutions then you're just gonna draw more problems i like that mindset perspective is vantage point yes and y'all if I could add before we jump into Isabel's call to action here is you know if you don't really know what your mindset is and you feel like you're all over the place write it down and have a mapping session so you could get your thoughts out of your head onto paper and reflect on what you wrote when you wrote it and how it makes you feel and then build upon that because that's also a part of a self-discovery exercise for you to do the work to understand who am I and not what am I because sometimes people ask you hey what do you do da 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 but they forget to ask who you are and the who is tied to your character and is tied to your internal self not your external self that shows up for validation if you want validation in certain areas so I just wanted to interject that there because we're all on this journey of self-discovery personal and professional growth. And it's so important that we tap into ourselves versus tapping out of ourselves. Amen. So Isabel- How did you get so wise? You're so young. 
I will be 32 in a few days. <laughs> I well, first of all, happy birthday. And second of all, I I stay with my statement. You're so young. <laughs> Thank you. I would say wisdom and some of those gems are from my from my dad and my mom and etc. Um so That's Isabel. Wonderful. Thank, thank you so much for the compliment. I just love that. It made me, if if I was like your complexion, I would probably would be blushing, but, I, <laughs> but I'm blushing with my milk chocolate skin. You're, tr- you're gorgeous. Stop it. You're gorgeous. <laughs> so Isabel, I want you to tell them how they could connect with you. What's your website and what is your call to action? Because what, what good is hearing this information if they're not going to take it and apply it? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is through my landing page and it's izzyfortin.com. So that's I-Z-Z-Y-F-O-R-T-I-N.com and everything's on there. And uh, call to action. I'm, I do one-on-one, I do workshops and I do public speaking and that's pretty much what I like the most and what I'm the most efficient in. I love it. And I want to say to you, are you Fortin kidding me? It's time to get off your behind and get to <laughs> some personal growth and development because we're here to Fortin get you on track. So That's I am right. Genesis Amaris Cam, the host and founder, and my big ask, ASK, is for brand sponsors. It does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement, which is to bring you content that's educational, inspirational, and motivational, while also weaving in D, E, I, and B, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And what you just heard today was Isabel Borden, and we're going to bring you a fortitude of information and dropping gems to get you on your way to setting effective and lasting boundaries for yourself to be where you want to be in life and not where someone else wants you to be. So part of that is going on a self-discovery journey and unlocking and getting rid of those limiting beliefs to not just survive, but thrive in all areas of your life. Be blessed and have an amazing day. Signing out, Genesis of Mars Kemp and Isabel Forden. <laughs>